Welcome to another episode of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. It's episode 22. I'm Taylor Ringold, and my co-host Griffin Warner is here. Griff, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I uh, was a little nervous that my uh, co-host was going to be doing some heavy breathing when we got on the podcast, because I think Garrett Cole had given up three straight home runs. I think that's back to back to back in the first yeah. inning. Um, yeah, that's, he is wearing that's what a, happened. He is wearing a twin shirt as we speak, though, so I think he's uh, basically rooting for whoever plays in that matchup. Um, and, you know, it, maybe that's the way to live life. That way you uh, never lose, and that seems nice. Yeah, you know what? It was kind of ironic because I forgot they were playing the Twins as I even watched the last, last night's game. This is one of my favorite shirts to wear around the house, so that's fun. Um, yeah, not your best start, Garrett Cole, but – you know, it's a minor setback for major comeback. We're going to watch the rest of the game here after the episode's over. So I don't want to talk about the negative. I just want to talk about the positive. And I think mm. we have a one-part positive best bets, but next week will be a two-part positive. So why don't you tell the people what happens on our Sure. Um, Taylor Ringgold, uh, who uh, might just be a troll living under a bridge. I'm not sure. Might be the Staten Island, Long Island, one of those bridges. I'm not sure. <laughs> he backed uh, uh, Ross Stripling in his five innings, two strikeout performance. Um, really exactly, exactly what you want if you are uh, backing a major league pitcher in, 20, in the year of our Lord 2022. Um, but nice win for the Jays on the road uh, against one of the most feeble offenses in MLB history. Um, unfortunately for my side, uh, Hunter Green was really good, I got to say. Uh, made the Diamondbacks look like the AAA team they looked like at the beginning of the season. Uh, Mad Bum was angry from the start, yelling at the umpire. And that's sometimes competitive Mad Bum is what you want, but uh, not in that case. And then... Uh, I love when my losses are rain shortened uh, and they just decide not to go back out there. So those are, I mean, just a calamity of errors, but uh, I still have a one and a half game lead on my co-host for best bets. Uh, and I'm looking to, I mean, I'm rooting for two and O's for us, but uh, it wouldn't hurt if the one and one goes in my favor this time. <laughs> you know what? I, when I was watching that game, you know what? We talk about Mad Bum a few times on this episode, on this podcast. You're a Mad Bum guy. Um, so am I, but you know, when Votto gets that kind of record, you know, the, the extra base hits record, whatever it was, it was a special ball. Brother, you can't get mad about taking the ball. I know you like you're the same ball you're using, you're grooving with it. It's a little different when something else, like something like that happens. Like what happens if you record your 3,000 K, which won't happen, where you're not going to throw the ball away? You're, you're going to keep the same ball? No, you're going to put it in a case. And I don't know. That just bothered me. And I just knew from there, like, but Bumgarner's, you know, corny ass is going to lose in the game after that whoa whoa i mean you just said you're a fan of him i think you might be a bigger fan than me um but yeah he's gonna have to pitch for 20 more years to get uh from 1944 strikeouts to 3000 <laughs> i will say well it's quite quite a lot but um hey look man i am personally myself i'm doing pretty well with this i've won five out of my last six but as a squad, I think we're doing pretty well, and I'm very going to be very positive and going into this episode's best bet pitch, which you'll be hearing at the end of the show. But Couldn't happen um, to a better guy. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, before the show started, he was throwing out all the compliments, 
And when someone does that to you, you feel like, damn, I should be throwing some shit out there because I feel like an ass right now. But you know what, Griff, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a present, but not only give you a present, I'm going to give the people a gift. Oh, I like gifts. You like gifts? I think our listeners are a lot of, I like our gifts as well, because I'm about to give you two gifts right now. And then there'll be an extra gift that Griff will give you guys at the end of the show before our Christmas in June, baby. Christmas in June, Hanukkah in June, whatever you like. I'm giving you presents right now. I'm Jewish. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. But let's, let's start off with one of the two. It's a free 25 here. So if you haven't signed up for pregame yet, I don't know what you're doing. Because we've been had this podcast for so long now. We're giving you the best information. Go sign up on pregame. And if you haven't, it takes what? How long does it usually take to do this? Like not long. long. Pregame.com. Sign up. Yeah. Get a get free 25 bucks. That's that's how it works, right? That's how it works. You sign up, takes about 90 seconds less, and you can take advantage of being a site member by making and tracking your own picks. Sounds pretty good if, if you're asking me. You can post your own picks. Oh, Griff, are you, you get twenty. Your... You get twenty-five bucks too to spend. Are, did I just jump the promo? Sorry, keep going. You, you, well, I mentioned it, but you know what? You're reiterating, so that's actually good. It's twenty-five dollars in your pocket for free when you sign up. It takes zero time at all. You can post your own picks and analysis in our pregame.com and and the pregame.com forums. Draw a following and become a valued member. Sign up today, receive $25 site credit to purchase premium picks from one of our very own pregame professional handicappers. And guess who's one of those guys? It's Griffin Warner. He's raising his hand. He's raising the roof. You can, yeah. you can work with this kid and you can get really solid picks. Go to pregame.com, sign up now, and get a free 25 today. But I'm not done then. I'm going to give you something else. And for those of you that are site members and looking to save some cash, because guess what? Gas prices are high. We want to use this cash for something else. You know what? Simply enter Home Run 20 in the coupon code area and save 20% on any site purchases. Let me say that again. Simply enter Home Run 20 in the coupon code area. Save 20% on any site purchases. Home Run 20 is not just for baseball. It can be used for any sport in any package at, at pregame.com. Again, the coupon code is to save 20%. You type in home run 20, it's all yours. How did that grip? I mean, I mean, am I a pro at reading these promos or what? Just, I, I would say uh, a semi-pro, but you are just such a gift giver that everyone should really appreciate you. And hopefully we give a 2-0 best bets, which come later in the show as our other gifts just we we just want to be giving out as many gifts all as we want to do all we want to do is just give gifts and with that being said we have a part in our show we do every single thursday recording for every friday episode is our series spotlight griff give the people a series that you are looking forward to this weekend i'm looking forward to the minnesota twins and the tampa bay rays um, I think that that is a series that I'm going to watch a lot of because I feel like at this point in the season, I'm looking for teams that are a little bit under the radar. I think the Twins, despite leading the Central, aren't really in that category, though uh, maybe if Byron Buxton hits 
a home run every at bat tonight, then uh, he might become a little bit more important. But um, I, I think they're t- still the Twins aren't really uh, getting priced like the the leader in the division that I think they are, though technically they've been playing the worst teams in the world. So maybe they're not that great. Um, but I, I do like seeing their bats heating up as the weather gets warmer, the ball's going to fly further and that's better for their home run heavy lineup. They've been dealing with some injuries, but uh, ultimately, and they, they take on a really good and they host a really good Tampa Bay team who um, are kind of fighting through some bullpen issues, but played really well this this week and, and control a, a series of the Cardinals at home in the drop. Um, in terms of probable pitchers, it's looking like Smeltzer, Joe Ryan off the IL. I'm not sure he's going to make that start, but that's what we have for probables right now. Sands uh, as well in, in the Sunday nightcap or, or I guess getaway day. Then on the, uh, the Rays side, we have Rasmussen, who's been really good. Shane Bass coming off the IL. Um, not sure how long he's going to go. And then one of the bigger surprises, uh, Springs, who was closing games last year for the, the Rays. Now he goes six innings and gets a quality start every time he's out there. Um, I think it's going to be a big series. We'll see really. I mean, I'm still a believer. I basically am a perma bull, if you use stock market terms, uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, and, and I feel like they, they do it without a great lineup, without a great roster. They do it without much money, uh, and then we'll, we'll see. It's a good measuring stick for where the Twins are because they can't just beat up on the AL Central forever. Yeah, this is a huge series for both of these teams where we're standing now in first week in June. I mean, the Astros are nine and a half games up on the Angels and the Texas Rangers, but imagine if the Astros sweep and hypothetically the Angels lose, you know, two out of three in the next in this series against the Mets, I mean, dude, this year, this this is going to be almost like you close the book on the AL West kind of early. They're nine and a half games up on a team that was winning a division like three weeks ago. I don't know. I think it's a great series, great pick. I really like it. The Twins are four games up. Could be, you know, the Guardians are coming back. The White Sox are slowly trying to come back, five and a half out. I don't know if you saw Tony LaRusse's decision today to take out, to intentionally walk Trey Turner on a two-strike count. And then the very next pitch to, to Max Muncie, it's a three-run homer. Just a wild turn of events. I did not see that. I saw that the uh, Dodgers were up 4 nothing, and then all of a sudden, or excuse me, the White Sox were up 4 nothing, and then it was 5-4 because I'm a Dylan Cease owner. I think none of those runs were earned. But uh, I'm guessing that wasn't Cease that, that intentionally walked him. It was someone out of the bullpen. At least I hope yeah. so. Uh, yes, it was out of the bullpen. Cease. Yeah. I have Cease uh, in my fantasy team, too. I'm sorry. These managers are absolute clowns. Really happy that Joe Madden is riding his bike somewhere unemployed. Happy about that. Uh, Joe Girardi, not going to miss him. Uh, Tony LaRusa shouldn't have ever been hired for this job. And I he's agree. probably going to sh- splash into my face with an epic run to the World Series. But uh, I'm... I love being against him because I feel like he belongs in the 1970s. Yeah, I have a soft spot for Girardi being that he's the last manager to win a World Series for the Yankees, but it was almost the writing was on the wall. Was that in our lifetime? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. 2009 was in ninth grade. Come on now, bro. Okay, I wasn't sure. I I couldn't remember the last time the Yankees had won really anything. But You're not alone alone on that. But with my serious spotlight with that was a great one by you griff i'm gonna go with the rivalry is i would say the best series on the card probably matching up with yours uh the dodgers and the giants are battling it out out of the nl west 
And right now, the Dodgers sit at the first place spot. They're two games up against the Padres and six and a half up on the San Francisco Giants. Game one, we have Grip's boy, Walker Bueller, the sign candidate right there. And having a good year. Against Jacob Junis. Um, get your get your batting practice bats ready because that. Whoa, might whoa, be, whoa! Excuse me. Talking, Have, put I, some respect on the Jake Junis <laughs> name over there. All he does is throw sliders. Now he's good again. Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, game two, we have Julio Urias versus a TBD. We don't know who that pitcher is going to be, but Urias is a great matchup. And then on Sunday night baseball, we have Clayton Kershaw versus Carlos Rodon. Rodon is one of my favorite pitchers to watch. Of course, when you have Clayton Kershaw on the mound, you know it's going to be somewhat of an epic matchup. Two power lefties. Kershaw's a little older now, but still still chucking 92-93. What are your thoughts on this series and what it implicates for for both teams going forward? Well, uh, I have a lot of thoughts. I think this is by far the best uh, series out there. Uh, Twins and Rays, not anywhere close. Um, really love. Um, I went to. I a, was trying to be nice. Okay, I, 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 I get it, Griff. I get you it. You had but first pick. You, you, you had first pick. It's fine. If, if I'm allowed to ask to answer the question that I was asked, you're um, welcome. You're, 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 yes, you can. I apologize. I okay. Thank you, and and I will not accept your you're welcome because it wasn't really a gift. You've been giving gifts this whole show though, so I'll let that slide. Uh, Jake Junis like his slider. Um, Carlos Rodon, I'm worried about, uh, cause he is just throwing fastballs only right now. And that is a dangerous thing against the Dodgers. Um, I think Kershaw's coming off the IL to make this start. So we'll see if he ends up making it or if it turns into a bullpen game like Mitch White, who I've had fun going against so far, I must say, uh, and would like to continue to do that. Um, I think from what I'm looking at, um, I have some questions about what really the Giants are right now. Uh, but they are basically the, the they stole some of the front office personnel from the Dodgers and basically are now just a platoon offense, kind of like the Rays, except uh, a little bit north and a lot west or both. Um, and I'm interested in, in the Giants in this series because I, I don't really like what I've seen from Walker Buehler so far, not getting any strikeouts really. And, and I feel like he's been struggling despite a, a pretty good record. Urias, same sort of story, uh, except under 500 is not great. And I got to say, I mean, I'm certainly looking to go against Kershaw uh, off the IL. And I feel like the Dodgers are probably going to be favoring every game this series. Um, What do you think is a realistic outcome for the Giants? Like, do you think they can get two out of three or or one of those huge home sweeps? The starting pitching really needs to be there for the Giants to have any real success. And when you have players in that lineup like Trey Turner, who is just coming off of a unbelievable hitting streak earlier in this week. Um, they just got Max Muncy back from, I think it was a, maybe a rehab start. And he's, yeah, you know, yeah. big home run today. Bellinger yeah. seems like he's maybe some sort of, you know, life back and definitely a better year than last year so far. I mean, I mean, it's not really a good or great comparison, but um, really the, the start of rotation needs to have a great start. Um, in, in these games to have a chance because we all know the Dodgers bullpen is stacked, the rotation is stacked, the lineup stacked. And with what the Giants were last year, they it, it was so refreshing to watch their type of baseball, which was timely hitting, situational timely hitting, um, 
You had clutch performances in the pen. You had all this type of stuff that was all molding into like old school baseball. You need to bring that back for 2022 if you want to have a real chance competing against the Dodgers. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a believer in the Dodgers bullpen right now. I think it's really uh, a lot worse than it has been in the past. I, I was given a ton of credit so far this year. Kimbrell is an automatic out, then was on paternity leave. And Daniel Hudson came in and walked the world today. He's been good so far this year. But uh, I think that there is an opportunity like – Camilo Duvall is, is a little bit scary in the in the back of the end of the, the Giants pen, but it's a really good slider. Um, I, I think that the, I'm going to be looking hard at the Giants in this series. I'll put it that way. Look, it'd be nice. I, I want I want this to be a three team race. That's my that's my goal. I think that's our I think a lot of people's goals. We don't want to see the Dodgers run away with it, which they might, you know, but I would love to see either the Padres or the Giants or all three teams freaking battle it out toward till the end be nice that would be nice uh, and without further ado i think it's time now that we've covered all of that to get into our single game uh this is the friday card we go through each uh matchup that's out there trying to discuss every game whether it's line or not but obviously we can go a lot deeper if there is one uh best bets will come end of show and i'll start with arizona visiting philadelphia it feels like arizona has been on the east coast or in the eastern time zone forever uh, but we got Zach Gallen at Kyle Gibson, currently Gibson a minus 120 favorite over under his eight. And uh, it's hard to argue with what the Phillies have been doing ever since they uh, can Joe Girardi. I don't think that was, he was the reason the bullpen was so bad. I think that's more a uh, Dave Dombrowski general manager thing. Um, but, you know, can't argue with uh, an undefeated record, I think, since he was let go or relieved of his, of his duties. And also going to Milwaukee was pretty tough to uh, – to win as many games as they did there. So um, that's very interesting to me. I think Zach Gallen is a better pitcher at the extremes when he's at his best than Kyle Gibson, though Gibson's been pretty consistent for a few years, despite never really being able to strike out a ton of guys. Um, I think I lean toward the Arizona Diamondbacks here, uh, but I feel like the price is a little too low for me, only getting plus 110. What do you think about this one? You know what? Watching the Phillies, how they've reacted towards the firing of Joe Girardi, usually teams have, sometimes they have a hard time transitioning from a firing mid-season manager in a manager situation. But the good teams use this as like a battle cry almost to uplift them. And we're kind of seeing that. We're seeing it a little bit. Harper is absolutely destroying the cover off the ball. Um, Zach Gallon is having a, I would say, very pretty good season right now. And um I kind of just want to I want to go with the Phillies. I want to I want to see what they're made of. They are playing better as of late, I would say, with how this whole situation has unfolded. Plus, Harper is on the absolute killing streak right now. He's killing anybody in his path, which I kind of like. But um, yeah, I think I would like to shoot for the Phillies. Yeah, it's just hard to back. The Diamondbacks is a pretty uh, small price considering Philly is built to hit home runs that are pop-ups. Uh, they'd probably be really good in the Bronx also. Uh, next we'll go Milwaukee at Washington. Uh, Ashby at Eric Fetty. Currently Ashby is a minus 157 road favorite over unders eight and a half. And uh, I got to say the uh, Eric Fetty luster is no longer there, but the Brewers haven't been scoring, and I think that was our question coming into the year about their offense. They are a monstrous favorite on the road for having no offense. Yeah, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I talked a lot of shit about Eric Fetty I think a few weeks ago, but I don't know. I feel like this is kind of a an obvious choice here. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I, the Nationals are are certainly no uh no prom queen. Uh next we'll go Pittsburgh at Atlanta. We got Roanzi Contreras at Spencer Strider, if I'm saying that first name right. Um okay, nice. Thank you for checking me. Uh, currently Strider is a minus 202 favorite at home. Pretty big number considering all the prospect pedigree for Contreras, but then again, he plays for the Pirates. Over-under is eight and a half. Um, I'm very intrigued to see what Contreras, he's put up really good numbers so far, uh, has been up and down so far this year, at least once or twice. Uh, so we'll see what, if he sticks in this rotation. I'm sure there'll be innings limits for fantasy players, though you might get some good usage out of him for a few months at least. I don't know if I really want to start him here at Atlanta. I'm a little worried about him facing that lineup, but I think it will tell us a lot about what his, I guess, future will look like uh, and, and maybe potentially even set up a chance to back him because he's going to be an underdog on the Pirates all season. I love watching Strider pitch. I, I really do. He's electric. He has – I think he really has some good stuff. I like how the Braves are giving him a chance as, as a starter this year. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You might know this. Did he did he pitch at, at all last year, at all? Strider. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he was in the bigs, but he basically came up this year, struck out everybody, and then they were not letting him uh, start until finally, I guess, due to injury or whatever, he started last time. I don't, he's probably not going six innings by any means, but uh, I think no. in this day and age, might be enough. No. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to probably go with the, the Braves here and, and the Strider. I'm trying to, like, pull up these lines here. My site is just not working, so I'm going to just go off of what you're saying. Um, um, I got it, and uh, I will send it to you. And in the meantime, I will cascade on to the next one, if we will. Uh, I'm going to uh, – it looks like a, a trip to St. Louis, the Bush Stadium, uh, which I've walked by but never been inside. Uh, Luis Castillo at – Palante, I can't even, I don't know his first name, but uh, seeing the Reds as a pretty small underdog on the road with a, a starting pitcher who really hasn't delivered too much so far this season, um, I, I guess I lean to the, the Cardinals by default at minus 129, slight home favorite. Um, and I feel like there's some value in that, I guess, but I don't know a ton about Palante at this point. So um, you got any interest in Luis Castillo? Because I feel like he's just not really done anything since he come up after starting the year late. God, are we really going to back a guy at, like that we don't know anything about with the Cardinals? Uh, I know the Cardinals are good. I don't, I don't know anything about this starting pitcher. And also, we're talking about the Cincinnati Reds here. They're not great. We've talked about it countless times. When you here, Here's a general question for you, Griff. When, and this is something we, it's good to talk about when we have shows like this. If you, are, if you are looking at a situation like this where it's a crappy team like the Reds and then you have a good team like the Cardinals, but the starting pitcher on the Cardinals you know nothing about, do you still have confidence in him? Even not, I mean, even knowing, knowing who the opponent is? Uh, I think in my a lot of my strategy right now for baseball is really backing better teams and kind of looking past the starting pitching disadvantage because part of where I look at teams are seeing what their lineup looks like seeing if they're trying to win and then trying to ultimately decide who's available in their bullpen. Cause that's going to really decide most games. Cause it's really, I mean, it's happened to me a lot this year where I'll pick the better starter and it's not new to this year, but they'll have a lead and the bullpen comes in and blows it because they don't have their normal closer available or something like that. And so that's 
just always something that's important to me and something I've learned throughout the years. Um, with unknown stars, I'm worried because that usually means there's some big blow up potential. Because uh, if you're not really trustworthy to be able to hang around in a game, basically because I, I back a lot of underdogs or slight favorites at home. And, and my goal is to try to stay in the game as long as possible so that my bullpen will eventually uh, win late. I'm worried because in those situations where if you get a rookie or someone in, especially someone in a debut, they come in and get bombed, then you can't really come back from seven nothing deficits because then position players are pitching and that just never goes well. Um, and when I look at Palante, he's got a nice 1.23 ERA, but a higher whip of 1.47, which that screams aggression. So I would say it's a smaller favorite than I would expect, uh, but he might not be very good. And maybe that's why that's the case. Yeah, that's where I, I, I'm thinking, where the guy like him, you just don't know what he can do. You don't know how he's going to handle the pressure running on second third with one out. You don't know how he's going to handle that. We saw, I saw clearly the day when the, when the Yankees scored 10 earned runs off of Rodriguez against the Tigers. You just saw it implode. There's a young kid on the mound, high stakes. You're pitching the Bronx. It's just not going to work out, and it's about how you handle the pressure. But that's just inside baseball information, but I mean, he yeah. had, speaking of that, he had, he had pretty good stuff and I like, I like Elvin Rodriguez, but he's got to figure out to not look straight at third base every time he throws a fastball. Cause I, I did see a clip about how he's tipping pitches, which you really boy. can't survive. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, shout out John boy. Basically Sunday night baseball now is they try to get the kids in by just putting up the John boy Twitter feed for five minutes and letting Carl Ravish laugh. Uh, next on the list, we'll go to the Rockies at the Padres. Chad, not so cool at Joe Musgrove. Musgrove, a massive minus 255 favorite. I say massive because that Padres lineup is, uh, uh, it's got some holes in it. I'll put it that way. Um, kind of like the holes that this Twins lineup is finding right now. Oh, my geez. Uh, but but over under a seven. So that's saying there's not going to be a lot of runs scored. I just don't believe in Chad Cool keeping us up. I guess he had a pretty good start to the year. Maybe he's coming back down to earth a little bit. And I think... Uh, the the no pisser Joe Musgrove. Uh, I feel like I'll. Uh, I, it's hard for me to want to go against him because he's had a great start to the year. He's had a great start to the year. He's six and zero. He's going to make the all star all star team for the National League. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely not going to go cool here. It's minus two fifty five is is kind of tough to not take. And it's also it's also against Musgrove. You know, he had a, he is just dominant all season long. So. It's definitely something that's not going to hesitate with. Yeah. Next we'll go just quickly. Bueller at Junis, two guys that aren't going to strike out many. Uh, and I would expect the Dodgers to be favored on the road in every game of the series. So that makes me interested in the giants. I do feel like the bullpens are closer than a lot of people think the lineups aren't the same. That's for sure. And that's why the Dodgers are favored always. Um, but I got to say my Cy Young pick Walker Bueller, he's been surviving so far but not really looking like the guy that I was expecting him to be. Um, you feeling better about my guy, Bueller? I'm just going to look up his um, – I want to see what his ERA is. 3.84, 1.31 whip, uh, which is not very good, I don't think. Yeah, his ERA has just been climbing ever since May 13th. Yeah, he's definitely struggled this last, like, five or six starts. He is going to six innings. He is reaching that. That threshold. Uh, look, I, I think Bueller is the case where you have a workhorse on every single time you're on the mound. I do believe in Bueller. We've seen it over the years of how dominant he can be. I think the six and two record 
maybe it shows a little bit like, okay, so he's six and two. Yeah, he's on the freaking Dodgers. No kidding. They're going to win every single game he pitches in practically. The ERA is definitely troubling, but I think um, this is a nice matchup to start out with to kind of bounce back and get that ERA maybe in the three fives or the three fours. I mean, it's definitely a, a good park for uh, for pitchers, but I feel like that that park is not as uh, as pitcher friendly as it used to be. They're starting to get this game, I guess, ten fifteen Eastern, so that's about as late as it gets. But uh, I will be my eyes will be peeled. I'll be looking at Jake Junis and seeing what this one looks like. Now we move to the AL. We've got Jose Barrios and the Blue Jays visiting your boy uh, Elvin Rodriguez. Uh, hopefully, he's learned since Twitter found out that he used to tipping pitches. I think he's probably figured that out by now. Barrios, a minus nearly $2, minus 195 road favorite, uh, which is pretty huge. Over-under is nine. Uh, I don't know if the Tigers will score nine runs this series. Um, their offense is absolutely atrocious. And I just don't like bad. The Blue Jays haven't been very good so far based off of expectations, but they've been taking care of business and getting a little bit hotter lately. So I don't see the, the Tigers get in the way of them. I totally agree. Their lineup is historically bad. It is very bad. I think Javi Baez is batting under 200. I think majority of their lineup is batting under 200. And they have a lot of injuries, too. I think Austin Meadows has been out for – He just, just came back. He just, just came, came back. back. Okay, yeah. so he was out. I just remember watching the Yankees series, and he wasn't in the lineup. And they have a lot of young kids in that lineup. Um their, their best thing that's going for them right now is school, who's pitching fucking fantastic this year. But other than that, their their team is hot trash. Yeah, well, they at least they do have uh, Miguel Cabrera's age to balance it out. Um, and <laughs> I'll move on next to the A's visiting the Guardians. Your boy, Paul Blackburn at Tristan McKenzie. Uh, Blackburn not getting a lot of respect, I got to say. He's a... Uh, well, I'll just read it this way as, as usual. The favorite is Tristan McKenzie at minus 158 over under his eight. It's a pretty big number for good old Tristan because he can be pretty wild, but he does have great swing and miss stuff. And I think the triple A athletics, which might be double A athletics, um, might be, you know, might be troublesome uh, or they might have trouble uh, hitting the ball. And I feel like that's a problem. If you don't hit the ball, it's hard to win. Mr. Paul Blackburn's got a nice little ERA, and I'm loving looking at it. I'm loving it because it's getting me excited. I understand that Tristan Kendry's got some stuff, like you said, a little wild. Guardians lineup is only Jose Ramirez, and that's about it. Framer Reyes cannot hit a ball to save his life. Um, but, uh, you know, I might I might be talking about this later, Griff. I don't know. I might oh, be talking about oh. it. I might be talking a little teaser for the kiddos. Um, yeah, I might give you a little little something something at the end of the show. Who knows? Okay. Next we'll go with the Rangers at the White Sox. One eight hundred Glenn Otto at I think it's Doug Martin. Nope, nope, Davis Martin. There we go. Looked that up already, you know, pre show, just doing the prep. Uh currently Davis Martin is minus one eighteen favorite. Uh, over-under is nine, and that is a tiny, tiny, tiny number for what everyone thought was going to win the AL Central this year at home to the lowly Texas Rangers. Um, I'm I'm a little confused by that one. Uh, Martin, don't have a huge book on him, but uh, yeah. might be a bullpen game, it looks like, for the White Sox. Otto's been okay. Uh, doesn't have a lot of swing and miss stuff, though, so that worries me. 
Um, I don't know. What What do you think about this one? I, I feel like there's not a lot of respect for the White Sox anymore. Yeah, if I was a White Sox fan and looking at this line like we are right now and also listening to this right now, I mean, are, wouldn't you be offended at what, what we're looking at right now? I, I would. Glenn Otto, he, Glenn Otto right now is 4-2 and two with a 4-2-4 ERA. He's nothing special. Sorry, Glenn. You know, his parents were listening. Now they're now they're not. God damn it! I always do this. I always do that. Um, I look. I don't know. I I, I can't. It's tough. Like, what? Are we really gonna pick Glenn Otto here? You know, I, I don't. I don't want to. I mean, I think there's Market saying something about respect in this line. I mean, looking at Davis Martin, he's made two starts so far. One good one against the Royals, which is another Triple A team. Uh, one not so good one against the, the Rays, which is a little scary. Only one K in five and a third innings. But uh, I think I think the White Sox really. I mean, I backed them this week against the Dodgers. I don't know how I did that, but held my nose, and that one worked out. Uh, Kopech was really good, but I don't know the White Sox team. I'm watching them collapse today. Hearing about Larusa doing dumb intentional walk things, like I just. Ah, man, I, I, there's a, there's trouble brewing. They can't stay healthy. I mean, Yasmani Grandal, I mean, like one hit a week, it feels like from him. Jose Abreu has been like killing the advanced metrics, but can't seem to get anything to work out for him. I just, you know, there's a lot of, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I feel like there's a lot of smoke on the South side of Chicago. Next we'll go Baltimore at Kansas city, Bruce Zimmerman, who's been bad lately against Heasley from the Royals. Uh, Seeing the Royals minus one ten favorite even at home makes me wonder uh, how that got up, came vomit. about. Um, but like, I mean, this—if if you have a date with a, a special someone, any type, partner, friend, whatever—you should cancel it, stay home, and watch the Orioles at the Royals. Uh, Over unders <laughs> nine and a half. Don't want to short the totals players out there, but I don't know. Like both these teams can't hit. Both these pitchers uh, probably can't pitch. Who's going to close? I, I do feel like I, I do respect the Royals bullpen, Stamont into, uh, of course, I'm blanking on the long-haired closer's name, but, you know, whatever. Uh, probably doesn't need to be said because we want to stay far away from this game. The Royals move to a home underdog. I might be uh, might be inducing some own self-vomit here and, and looking at it. But uh, I just, I mean, the Orioles, They I feel like they've been – pestering the Yankees but not pestering anybody and I guess maybe the Red Sox but I don't know this gross series I gotta say dude looking at this and the fact that the Royals are the favorites in this is absolutely hilarious because I mean it's realistically how many times are we to see this year the Royals are favorites three times and it's be in this series that's it you know but also like your point from before about how this is not a dating thing like you were you were on a game press chick you might ruin the whole relationship in this game because it's going to be boring. It's just going to be fly balls, ground balls, double plays. It's not going to be fun. Look, I hope they. I hope it turns out to a bloodbath. I hope it's a 11-10 win by the Royals. That would be fun, but it's not going to happen. I mean, the over-under is pretty high, which does say something to me, but uh, I'm not sure it says enough. Next, we'll go to my series spotlight. Rays at Twins. Drew Rasmussen at Devin Smeltzer. Rex Speck goggle guy. Um maybe a mustache handlebar or something. Uh, and current number is Rasmussen's his numbers are moving around today, but Rasmussen, a slight road favorite minus one Oh eight uh, over under is eight and a half. And I got to say, I'm, I'm looking to back the Rays. I'm hoping they move to an underdog because I believe in them 
And I just have kind of learned through the years that if Joe Madden can win there, anybody can win there. I'm sensing a lot of Joe Madden hate. I'm I'm just just a little bit, just a little Joe Madden hate. Um, but anyway, yeah, Rasmussen's pitched very well this year. He's got a three oh two ERA, five and two record. Smelter is not somebody that's gonna wow you in the stat department. He is a ground ball pitcher at its finest. He throws strikes. So if you're a, a Rays fan, expect the guys on your lineup to hit pretty well against Smelter. Um yeah, you know, it is minus 108. You know, the Twins have been playing pretty well. Yes, we get it, we get it, we get it. But uh, I like Rasmus in this matchup. Same. Okay, next we have, looks like no starter for the Mariners who are hosting the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Rich Hill towing the bump for the Red Sox. If anybody has any clue what he's going to do, good luck, because he's impossible to predict. Either really good or really bad, which makes me want to fade him as much as I can. Uh, Mariners with a, with a good series, they've turned the season around a little bit, at least from that awful, awful start. Um, they're now, uh, at least over 500 at home when six to four of their last 10. So, uh, turn around a little bit. We need them to do a lot more of it. It looks like it might be Marco Gonzalez and that might be, uh, something I'm looking at to just be against Rich Hill. Uh, then we'll move to, we have some, some decent interleagues. Uh, as I know the series that you're interested in is Wade Miley and the Cubs visiting Luis Severino, currently Severino minus two thirty favorite. Eight and a half is the over/under, and I gotta say, Severino, um, he's been awesome. Can't really poke a for any poke anything at him. He's been great. Yeah, he really has been great. And I and I mentioned to you before the our show here that I'm I got like almost way too excited. I don't know why, but I, I'm ex- I'm just excited about this series. The Cubs coming into town. The last time the Yankees and Cubs played each other was in 2017, and the Yankees swept that series in Wrigley. I remember Brett Gardner hit this massive home run i think the 13th inning of the first game i'm actually look i'm looking at the box score right now so that's why i'm an absolute brett loser. gardner oh, that was actually 2014 that 2014 game i'm looking at 13th inning but big power I went, huge power i actually went to a yankee cub game years ago in new york um i think that was 2005 i'm looking at 2003 i'm trying to figure out which one makes sense anyway i like this series interleague play is always fun next year it'll be a normal thing um, I, I do like the Yankees, of course, here. I mean, next year is a normal thing. Everyone has DHs now. I think it's pretty normal now. I, I'm pretty disinterested. I feel like the Cubs are terrible. And uh, the Yankees, I mean, credit the Yankees. They've had an awesome start to the season. Uh, a friend of mine is talking about back in the Red Sox to come back and, and take the division at really, really long odds. I just, I feel like the Yankees are too far ahead at this point, And the Red Sox don't have anybody in the bullpen and clearly – have gone cheap and aren't willing to spend money. So uh, I don't think that's going to be worth it. But that's next we'll move, yeah, I mean, we can probably talk about that at length uh, later if we want. But next we'll go Miami at Houston. Pablo Lopez, who's been awesome this year. At Luis Garcia, who's great against righties, but uh, has a little bit of an issue with lefties from what I remember. Uh, currently Garcia, minus 150 favorite. Eight is the over-under. And I, I was telling you before the show, I'm just I'm not sure that I'm a believer in – uh, the Astros, I feel like they are, um, they played pretty well to start the year. I'm not sure that they're that good of a team. I feel like there are holes in the bullpen that they need to fill. Luis Garcia, I feel like is, is decent, but has trouble completing like six innings without getting out of there and hanging something. So uh, the Marlins, I, I don't love, I feel like their, their lineup is not great, but I feel like Pablo's been really good and I'm starting to become a believer, which is probably a dangerous thing to say, but uh, <laughs> I feel like they can hang. 
I'm a believer in Pablo Lopez. Him and Sandy Alcantara will be in the All-Star game this year. They should be. Pablo Lopez, in his last start against the Giants, he left four runs in seven innings with six Ks. Overall this season, he's been extremely dominant. He's played really good teams like the Milwaukee Brewers. He struck out 11. Um, let's see, Padres won eight innings with shutout ball. Uh, yep, shutout ball there. I like Pablo Lopez here. I'm going to continue on the train. I think it's a good thing to hop on the train here. Yeah, I just I always think about his starts in Atlanta when he faces a real lineup and just can only throw fastball and change up and really can't get out of it. I mean, he's been striking out the world so far, so maybe he's added some more depth or added some more options, or maybe he's just a better pitcher overall. Um, I just you know I'm not I'm not sure about him, and uh, that'll bring us to our last game, which has no starter uh, right now for the Angels. Um, looks like Tyler McGill is coming off the IL finally. Uh, looks like Michael Lorenzen might be going for it for uh, the the Halos, but also might be a bullpen game. I would imagine. I mean, it's funny to see the Angels keep being favored despite 14 straight losses and playing a decent Red Sox team that has been playing well. Um, but I keep back in the Red Sox, so I guess I mean, who am I to complain? But uh, you know, I got to say the the manager switch from Madden to uh, Phil Nevin hasn't really done too much yet because they haven't won a game, but. Um, I just feel like the, the angel strategy of having studs and our pros and then Joe's in the lineup next to each other hasn't worked for the last few years. And, and I mean, the long streaks, they go on for as long as they can and then they end once. So I, I'm looking to back anybody playing the angels right now. Uh, how, how would you feel if you lost 14 in a row at, at SUNY purchase? Hey, first of all, great job on the reference there. I didn't think you remember. So there hey, you go. Hey, hey. Hey, he's listening, everybody. Chemistry, good, baby. Good listener. Um, I have been have, have had my fair share of long losing streaks <laughs> in my career. Not fourteen straight. Okay. I've never had fourteen. Maybe I've had maybe a little under double digits. Maybe like eight or nine. Maybe I don't know. I'd look, look back. I'd be freaking pissed and be an Angels fan. If I was an Angels fan, I, there is a lot of stress. You, they were at some at one point they were with the Yankees as the best teams in the American League. And now they are in second place, nine and a half out with the Rangers. When you're put in the same conversation as the Rangers, it ain't good for you. I bet on the Angels the day of the firing of Joe Madden. I thought this was going to be a wake-up call like Girardi's was with the Phillies, and I was completely wrong. So not going to back the Angels anymore until they have a win. I'm not going to touch the game. I'm just not going to because the Angels will find some sort of spark in this series and get a W. And um, look, and also Tyler McGill is coming back. So look, this could be a legit bullpen game. How long is McGill going to go? Who knows? And Lorenzen not is not going to go that long either. So it's going to be if Lorenzen is pitching in this game, which you said he was. Uh, I. I would expect Lorenzen to go further or deeper than Tyler McGill, but seeing the Angels well, losing 14 straight and losing two 1-0 games this week in one series, it's not a great sign for their offense. Mike Crouch, we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking a Royals lineup either. Like This is a very good lineup, and they're and just not it, good. It was. Now no Rendon, no Trout. Shohei Otani is worried about pitching as well. He's going tonight. So, I mean, there's, there's definitely some trouble uh, – Ward on the IL, Brandon Marsh all of a sudden isn't hitting every time he gets in the box. You know, 
it just feels like one of those things where the momentum was going really well for the Angels just a month ago and things were going great. Now that it's not, everything's turned. They have a new skipper and, uh, you know, it just doesn't feel like uh, a place that I want to be. And I think you're right that I don't want to have any of my money there. So now we're coming to the best bets portion of the show. But before we get there, uh, since this is a show of giving, I wanted to to mention the MLB All-Star 500. We're doing a $500 winner-take-all contest on pregame. Sign up on pregame. Get your $25 uh, to buy any picks that you want to help you with this contest or just to see what people are playing. You could use it. Uh, Also, there's promo codes like our 20% off, which, uh, Taylor, would you give that, that code one more time? It is home run twenty, ladies and gentlemen. Home run, home 20. run twenty, home run twenty. Throw it in there. You can get some extras. But um, speaking of the contest, you can pick any type for for Major League Baseball games. You're going side total run line. Contest ends at the All Star break. You have to get in there by the nineteenth of June. Uh, so that's ten days from now. You got to start making picks there. Uh, it sounds like minimum picks is fifty. Maximum picks is one hundred. And you'll just be graded against the rest of pregame. You can certainly join the forums, start using and and try to cultivate your skills there as well. I try to duck in there as often as possible. I've been doing a lot less now that the soccer season's over, but I'm trying to get back in there a little bit more. Um, And thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, And just remember, this contest runs through the All-Star Game. You got to get in there by June 19th. But make your 50 picks. Go in 500 bucks. Uh, say that Taylor and I gave it to you or made a gift to you or something like that. Don't say we didn't do anything for you. Uh, and, and now I'll, I'll toss it over to Taylor. You can, since you won your best bet last weekend, um, I did not, or excuse me, earlier this week, and you're hitting five out of six, you know, uh, just making the people money. Why don't you make them a little bit more? Okay, Griff. Thank you for throwing it to me. I have a tough decision here. Do I go with my boy, Paul Blackburn? Or do I go with my new guy here and Paul Pablo Lopez in the Marlins? And Ooh. I think I'm gonna go with a different route. I'm gonna go with the Marlins versus the Astros, and I'm taking the Marlins in this matchup. I see the Astros are killing it. They are absolutely running away with the American League West. But Pablo Lopez needs to be put some respect on his freaking name. He's had some really good starts this year against very good teams, not just mediocre teams. We're talking, you know, a good start against the Giants, the Brewers, the Padres, the Cardinals, for crying out loud, even the Rays as well. So he's faced very good teams, and this is going to just add another one to his list this year, and it's the Houston Astros. Pablo Lopez, ladies and gentlemen. Let's Pablo go. Lopez plus one thirty nine for those people is what we're we're doing Correct. at the time of recording is Thursday night so lines might shift a little bit th- towards the uh, game time but I imagine there's probably gonna be some money coming in on the Astros so uh, might, might want to be patient on that Marlins bet I'm gonna do uh, stay with my series spotlight I'm gonna take Drew Rasmussen as a slight road favorite minus one oh eight pretty much pick him less juice than if you're betting the uh, Celtics or the Warriors. Uh, and I really like what Rasmussen has done so far this year. I feel like he will keep the ball in the park, which is a huge thing to try to knife through a, a Twins offense that is really power heavy and sells out for it. I'm, I'm not a believer in Smeltzer. I feel like he's the type that will pitch to way too much contact. Not that the Rays are uh, the best power hitting team or have the most intimidating lineup, but I think I think they're just they're just solid. And I think I'm trying to gravitate more towards teams that just have long lineups. Maybe not the the greatest three-hole hitter in the world, but uh, they they 
I mean, I love the platoon strategy, which is also why I'm going to look for the Giants, but unfortunately no line out there to fade my guy, Walker Bueller. So I'm going to take the Rays, minus 108. And I'll give you my Twitter account. I'm the real underscore G Warner. Don't ask why I picked that name, but unfortunately it was done a long time ago. Uh, follow me there. You can get as much baseball as you want. Uh, and, and please interact with us, the show, everything. Taylor, give your Twitter, uh, and uh, let's get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me on Twitter at Taylor Ringold, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-I-N-G-O-L-D. Tweet at me. All of your baseball questions, knowledge, other sports as well. I'm on Twitter way too much as it is. But if you want to talk to me, that's where you can. Another great episode, Grip. We gave them our best bets. We gave them our series spotlight for the weekend. And we gave them three gifts. What else do you people want from us? Oh, you guys want winners. And guess what? We gave you two solid best bets. We will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Peace.